0: didn't like that I could buy these stocks and then there could be some scandal with a CEO and then the stock drops 20% and I could have never predicted that. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the School of Success podcast. In this episode, I wanted to just touch on a little bit more detail on the side hustles that I had looked into and why I ultimately landed on self-storage investing. So after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, learning about assets versus liabilities, financial literacy, getting my money to work for me, and in that book, they did talk a lot about passive income, investing in things like apartments, and that really started to make sense to me. After that book, I read a book on flipping houses, the Burr strategy, mobile home parks, self-storage investing, apartment investing. I also started researching about day trading and stocks and Amazon fulfillment and dropshipping and all these different ways that people were making money. Stocks was one of the first one that I had looked at thinking, okay, you know, I'm a numbers person. Maybe I could do day trading. And I just remember it not resonating with me because I felt like I lacked control. I didn't like that I could buy these stocks and then there could be some scandal with a CEO and then the stock drops 20% and I could have never predicted that. I could have... Looked at the business financials and done everything perfectly by the book, you know, looked at all of the statements and decided that this makes financial sense. But the thing that I couldn't control is what would be in the media about that company. And so it was the control and a few other factors that really led me to commercial real estate investing. For one, with commercial, I really liked the way that it was valued. It's valued based on NOI and a cap rate. And that cap rate, although not completely within your control, it is based off of a number of factors. One of them is the class of property, class A, B, or C, or D. It's also based on a few other factors that I don't want to go into here. So it's not completely within your control, but it's not going to have a huge swing in one day like you could have in the stock market. So it's a lot more stable. It's a lot more predictable. That was one reason I really liked it. The second was scalability. So I can buy one self-storage facility today, put the time in the due diligence for the next couple of months. And then I could have a hundred, 200 tenants paying the expenses, paying the loan and putting cash in my pocket. Uh, In six months, in a year, in two years, in 10 years from now, I can do all that upfront work and then I can get that money to work for me for the next however long I decide to hold the property. Forced appreciation is another one. So again, because of the way commercial is valued, you know, if I raise rents from $100 for a unit to $110 a unit, that's 10%. So that's $10 times the number of units. If it's a hundred unit property, 10 times a hundred is an extra thousand bucks a month times... 12 months is $12,000, and then that gets divided by the cap rate. Now, all of a sudden, I added several hundred thousand dollars of value to this property just by raising the rents $10. Aside from that, you've got tax benefits through depreciation. You've got the ability to leverage the property going to the bank and saying, hey, this property is a million dollars. I don't have a million dollars today, but it's a financially viable property. They'll look at it and say, yeah, I'll give you 70%. So as long as you can come to the table with 30%, or even if you can find creative financing, which I'll go into detail in another couple of episodes, you can control an asset that's worth a million dollars, but you don't need to have a million dollars to do so. You also can get insurance on the property. So if anything happens, hurricane, flooding, whatever it is, you're also insured. And for me, it's a physical asset that I can see, touch, and feel. And that for me goes a long way with my understanding of it and so um, that's a little bit why commercial for me as you start looking at potential side hustles it's going to feel a little bit overwhelming because there's going to be so many options there and you're going to say i don't know which one to pick i would just be patient My coach says this, is that, you know, there's always going to be opportunity. There was opportunity 20 years ago, 10 years ago, but there's going to be opportunity tomorrow in a year, in two years, maybe today it's self-storage, maybe in five years, it's something else. Maybe it's triple net investing, maybe it's buying businesses, but it's always going to be opportunities. So don't feel like you need to rush into something. I would be patient and find the thing that really resonates with you. For others, it's not going to be commercial real estate it might be their own business. It might be stocks. There's a number of reasons why it might resonate with you. On the flip side, what I wouldn't do is get trapped in analysis paralysis. That's something that I've had to work through being an engineer. I love the details. I could sit here and think about something for hours and days and weeks and not take action. So there's definitely going to be a balance of giving yourself enough time to research what's out there and find what resonates with you. Once you find that, I would take action, find someone who's already doing what you wanna do. Um, Because if you don't, you can get trapped and you hear these stories from a lot of people of, I thought about doing real estate back in 2005 and I thought about it and then it was 2006. I thought about it more and I didn't take any action, but then the market started to crash in 07, 08. And then I knew like, okay, this isn't the time for me to get in. And then they said, well, I'm going to wait until the crash happens and then the crash happens and now it's 2009, 2010. And. Um, you know, I wasn't buying property at that time, but I hear everything was on sale. But now that you haven't taken action, you don't know what actually to go buy. So even though things are discounted, you might be thinking, well, shoot, I don't know if the market's still going to drop. How do I know I'm not going to lose money? And then you don't take action. And now the experienced people do get in there and then they buy property and then the values start going up. And now you feel like you missed it. And it's not uncommon for someone to go five, six, seven years of thinking about doing something and not actually taking the action. So there's certainly a balance. I'd recommend spending some time to research. For me, it was a period of, um, I'd say two to three months, but eventually I started realizing that I was consuming content that was educational, but not actually taking action on it. And for me, I knew I was going to continue doing that until I got a coach because I was very risk adverse. I had a little bit of a wake up call. If you want to, different results, you're going to have to do something different than you used to do. And for me, I used to try to do everything on my own. And so I decided to commit to a coaching program. And that was the best thing that I ever did. And it got me through that hurdle of the analysis paralysis that I so frequently found myself within. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.